Well, smartphones, they seemingly, they can pretty much do anything and everything these days, right? But can they detect just how intoxicated you might be after indulging in a little marijuana? Well, the answer it might surprise you. Here with the details is tech expert Chris Abel, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Chris, good afternoon. Nice to have you back with us. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Good to be here. All right. Uh, tell us about this new technology. I mean, this is a thing? This is happening? This is a thing. Uh, well, it's a bunch of researchers at the Rutgers University. And what they're exploring here, first, I'll be clear, it's not a technology to detect if somebody's using cannabis. So this is not the scenario people are worried about where a police officer stops you or it's a sports official or maybe your boss and you, you claim that you're not high, and then they test to see if you are, that's not what they're trying to solve that problem. What they're saying instead is that you already are a cannabis user. You've got a phone. Maybe the phone could help you manage your usage of cannabis. The concern here is that when people get high sometimes, they're not aware that they're about to do something that could potentially be dangerous. There are lots of people out there who have there have been instances where people have been high, they've gone off and done something maybe perhaps a little foolish. And so what Rutgers University is saying, is there a way that your phone could sort of intervene? That's what they're trying to solve here. All right. So how would this work exactly? How does this technology play out? So this is involved in terms of the sensors that are on your phone and what kind of information that your phone is collecting about itself, about your usage of the phone and things like that. So one obvious is the accelerometer in your phone. Uh, that's a sensor that detects the position and the movement of your phone, whether your phone's upside down, right side up, whether it's jostled, moved around very quickly, and how that behavior changes in your normal routine. So throughout the day, your phone might be silent sometimes, and it's busy jostling around other times. They're also checking things like your GPS, which can measure where you're going, where you're traveling, what kind of things you're doing. And interesting, they say very key in terms of their work was the time of day. And so they rounded up. It's actually a small size. They had 67 people volunteer who had software loaded on their phone and would record the kind of information I just described at times in which the people admitted they were using cannabis. So they got high. The app then recorded, okay, when you're high, how did things change? And they found that people, when they're high, number one, they travel much shorter distances. So if they do travel, go around to the store or someplace like that, they're actually going very small distances. And of course, as you might expect, their phones become far more energetic, move around a lot more, uh, that kind of information. And so what the Rutgers University is saying, there is enough information that your phone will know when you're high and whether the uh, episode that you're having is of the extreme nature compared to your normal usage of cannabis. What times are you really high as opposed to just someone who's had just a couple of tokes? Okay, can we back up for a quick second? You mentioned 67. They could only find 67 people volunteering uh, ready to get high for a study? I find that hard to believe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, Jeff, that if you were to put out a call to your audience, we said, can we gather a bunch of people here to test out some cannabis? Yeah, we'd probably get a lot more than 67 people. Yeah, I, I, I can find you two, three, five hundred, I'm sure, like that. <laughs> you know, just yeah, make this study a little more reliable. reliable. <laughs> you got it. And, and that's sort of what I was trying to clarify is that uh, in terms of this being reliable, it's not reliable from a legal point of view. This is never something that could be used in a criminal capacity to say, okay, was this 
train operator or this person actually high under the influence? No, they're not going to be able to do that. This is mainly about developing something that could be offered to medical organizations, people who are using cannabis and have moments of you know concern, they've done things that they've been worried about. And so the idea is to develop an app that, yes, could check in on you so that when you do get high, you're phone can act to intervene, either either displaying a notification to say, hey, we, we detected you're about to get into your car. Maybe now's not a good time to do that. Or to send a text message to a friend or somebody that you trust that you've set up in advance that could let them know that you're about to step into a car or use a lawnmower or something like that. And maybe they should scurry over and kind of stop you from doing what you're doing. Okay, Chris, how accurate is this, though? I mean, if it's based on the movement of your phone and your phone being jostled around, I mean, your phone can move for a number of different reasons. And how does the phone know maybe uh, instead of, uh, I don't know, trying to impersonate Snoop Dogg, I'm actually just exercising right now? Right, and then we've all had... Uh, I, I certainly have had technology that, you know, I've accidentally left on a washing machine, and, of course, it's sending off all sorts of detections. Uh, the case here is that they're using a form of artificial intelligence called machine learning. So it's really, really measuring everything down to the nano degree. And then from there, just identifying very distinct patterns that allow the phone to be able to detect, okay, this is what's happening. This is what's going on here. And then again, as I said, the phone is already assuming that when it's being activated, looking for these patterns, that you already have admitted that you're using cannabis. So again, it's not about detecting if somebody's on cannabis. It's about intervening if they're about to do something a little reckless. All right. Just finally, uh, Chris, this is just kind of another evolution in what they're calling, I guess, health tech or health uh, technology. I mean, our smartphones and, of course, uh, the watches that can now, you know, sense our uh, heartbeat, our EKG and so many uh, other things. That This is just a, another example of how technology is helping us manage our health and well-being. That's the hope, is that you've got all these different services and products collecting all this information. And people, of course, want to use technology for good rather than bad. And the idea is whether artificial intelligence can identify potential usages, patterns that could help us actually do things that are to our benefit. So this is definitely part of the evolution that we're going to see more and more and more and more of that. In fact, if I can plug, uh, everybody should check out Global News Morning Wednesday morning, because I'll be on doing something really cool with smart glasses and Andy Warhol that kind of plays into this. And of course, if you're listening to the radio and not watching TV, the clip will be posted on Twitter later in the day. Check it out. I'm hooked. I'm there. I got to know. I got to find out. I got to see this. Uh, Chris, uh, thank you so much as always. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome, Jeff. Chris Abel, our tech expert with us uh, here this afternoon. And uh, since we are uh, talking about things, uh, technology and such, uh, hey, the latest space mission has just been announced. Jeff Bezos, his uh, Blue Origin uh, spacecraft, uh, will launch uh, once again. And the uh, civilian crew this time around, this is kind of cool. This is kind of neat. A member of the civilian crew going up on Blue Origin will be none other than Captain Kirk himself, James T. Kirk. William Shatner, at the age of 90, is finally married, getting his chance to truly go into space. Jeff, 
Dreams do come true. I can only imagine, you know, for William Shatner, who is, you know, so iconic for that role in Star Trek and so iconic as, you know, this incredible actor and a great personality. And wow, I can only imagine what he might be thinking now and what great lines he'll be coming up with leading up to the event, you know, during the event, after the event. What a great ambassador and spokesperson for going into orbit. I mean, at the age of 90, by the way, this has to make him, wouldn't you think, the oldest person ever to break the Earth's atmosphere to go, to go into space? Mm-hmm. And according to some of the information that I've read, he will be the oldest person. And so you wonder about that. You know, what impact will that have on just, you know, anybody's body that is 90 years old? Now, I, I know William Shatner is a superhero. I know he is superhuman. However, it'll be very interesting to see, and out of that, will we see as well, this is how space will impact an older body, so that older people will think about that. Well, if a 90-year-old can go, then I can go. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing I'm thinking about, too, is the fact that uh, here we have, finally, Captain Kirk truly going into space. And I'm just wondering what it's going to be like for the other civilian members of the uh, crew and who is ever piloting the ship. Because if there is some sort of dispute, some sort of controversy in the capsule, uh, whose word reigns reign supreme here? Do you think it's uh, who's ever piloting the ship? Or, I mean, how do you go against Captain Kirk? <laughs> you don't. You don't. He's going to be calling the shots. If I'm in that capsule, yes, sir. Yeah. I hope they make yeah. sure that he at least sits in the, the big chair with the huge arms that have got the buttons on the side. That would only be fitting, right? <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Just so much fun already talking about it. Can't wait. Yeah. And it's fast approaching. It's uh, just, I think, two, three weeks away that uh, William Shatner, yes, will become the oldest person to break the Earth's atmosphere and Captain Kirk finally getting his chance to truly go to space here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.